This is Raw Cut. This story is one of the most bizarre geopolitical events that the world would experience in 2023. Events that deserve some reflection. Welcome friends, my name's Reese Jarrett and here is an analysis. Even though the events I alluded to occurred just over a week ago as of recording, we start this analysis in 2009 when this odd incident flashed onto the television screens of the USA. I'm going to ask all three of you to hang on just a minute because we have rather an incredible breaking news story that we're following right now. And this is coming to us out of Colorado. What you all see right there is an experimental aircraft that inside of which is a six-year-old boy who got into that aircraft not that long ago and accidentally launched it. It's hard to believe, but it is absolutely true. It's coming to us. Uh, this is the balloon. Uh, it is coming to us from KUSA. The chopper is taking pictures. On October 15th, 2009, in Fort Collins in the U.S. state of Colorado, the Hanini family were experimenting with a homemade helium balloon that accidentally lost its moorings. With Richard and Mayumi Hanini, the parents of the then six-year-old boy Falcon Hanini, believing their son was trapped inside. A massive air and ground search was launched involving several government agencies and emergency services, with the country's news media having their microphones and cameras eagerly pointed at the events. The balloon travelled over 96 kilometres across Colorado, even causing a suspension of flights at Denver International Airport. However, when the balloon eventually landed, it was found to be empty. Falcon was hiding in the attic at the family home back in Fort Collins. Later that day, the Hanini family were doing the media rounds. On CNN's Larry King Live, young Falcon made this interesting statement. Did he hear anything? Did he hear you screaming out, Falcon, Falcon? Um, he's, he's asking Falcon, did you hear us calling your name at any time? Hmm? You did? You did? Why didn't you come out? Um, you guys said that... Um, we did this for the show. Yeah. No. The major narrative suddenly flipped from being sympathetic to the Hanini family to the media believing that this entire situation was a hoax, with the police investigation into the matter arriving at the following opinion. The plan was to create a situation where it appeared Falcon was in the craft and that his life was in jeopardy in order to gain a lot of publicity with the ultimate goal of gaining some notoriety and perhaps furthering their careers by gaining a contract for a reality TV show. Colorado Sheriff Jim Alderdon in 2009. The parents were eventually fined 36,000 US dollars and they both served a small stint in prison. But it should be mentioned that Richard Hanini has constantly proclaimed his innocence since the balloon event. And also Falcon and several independent researchers have raised significant concerns about the police process and the behavior of US mainstream media around the incident. And it should also be noted that in 2020, the then governor of the US state of Colorado, Jared Polis, granted a pardon to Richard and Mayumi Hanini, stating, We are all ready to move past the spectacle from a decade ago that wasted the precious time and resources of law enforcement officials and the general public. Richard and Mayumi have paid the price in the eyes of the public, served their sentences, and it's time for all of us to move on. Governor Jared Polis in 2020. 
but it's too late. The seed of what became known as the quote-unquote balloon boy hoax, end quote, had been sown by the mainstream media and the popular meme crowd, a seed that would sprout on February 2nd, 2023. Tonight, breaking news as we come on the air. A suspected Chinese spy balloon detected in the skies over the U.S. That balloon spotted hovering over Montana after flying across Canada. What the White House is saying about the threat level at this hour. And no, it wasn't just NBC that was taking this seriously. It was all of them. Tonight with the breaking headline late today. The suspected Chinese spy balloon is floating over the northern U.S. A suspected Chinese spy balloon. A suspected Chinese spy balloon. There is a suspected Chinese spy balloon that balloon is the size of three buses and it was spotted over montana and montana of course home to several sensitive nuclear sites contrary to the implication from those derigueur newsreaders the balloon was not first detected over the u.s state of montana but days prior in alaska where it then traveled south over canada and onto montana as soon as news of the balloon hit the airwaves, the US-centric commentariat kicked into gear, enraged, demanding that the balloon gets shot down. On February 4th, their wish was granted. U.S. authorities searching for debris in the Atlantic Ocean after shooting down a Chinese surveillance balloon. Navy and Coast Guard ships establishing a security perimeter in U.S. waters. Earlier in the day, an F-22 firing a single missile, separating the payload from the balloon and plunging the two more than 60,000 feet into the Atlantic Ocean in U.S. waters. The operation kicked off just after 1 p.m. Eastern Saturday, with the FAA closing the airspace for parts of the Carolinas. Due to national security, all aircraft are instructed to land as soon as possible. Roughly 90 minutes later, the jet successfully taking out the balloon. President Biden, who approved the operation, praising the effort. Order the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground. We decided that the best time to do that was when it got over the water. The reply to Biden from the aforementioned commentariat for the stance of waiting until the balloon is out over the water to shoot it down was, why? And they have a point. If this balloon is so dangerous, then why does it only gain attention from the media once it has crossed half of North America? And if it is so dangerous, then why is it allowed to cross the entire North American continent before the US Air Force shoots it down? Therefore, another question deserves to be asked. Why can it be asserted that this balloon is a spy balloon? Because as you have seen, no one has presented any practical evidence to show that it is definitely a spy balloon. On the other hand, the People's Republic of China does have a believable explanation, as stated by their foreign ministry. China expresses its strong dissatisfaction and protest against the U.S. use of force to attack civilian unmanned airships. The Chinese side has repeatedly informed the U.S. side after verification that the airship is for civilian use and entered the U.S. due to force majeure, which was completely accidental. China clearly requires the U.S. to handle it properly in a calm, professional, and restrained manner. A spokesman for the U.S. Department of Defense also stated that the balloon will not pose a military or personal threat to ground personnel. Under such circumstances, the U.S. insists on using force, obviously overreacting and seriously violating international practice. China will resolutely safeguard the legitimate rights and interests of relevant companies while reserving the right to make further necessary reactions. China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs, February 5, 2023. 
Yes, a spokesman for the U.S. Department of Defense did say that, and here it is. Again, we currently assess that the balloon does not present a military or physical threat to people on the ground at this time, and we'll continue to review, uh, excuse me, continue to monitor and review options. On top of that, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation's U.S. foreign correspondent Barbara Miller had this interesting piece of information to add. A senior defence official says there's been a handful of similar balloon incidents in recent years. But the official speaking on condition of anonymity said what's different about this one is that the balloon appears to be hanging around for a long time. Well, Barbara, in general, it's the nature of helium gas-filled balloons to float. But your initial, not independently verified statement about multiple incidents leads us to another unanswered question. Why is this balloon so important? And no, the floating claim isn't convincing. Well, scratch that, the entire saga isn't convincing. How can a spy balloon practically increase the capability of Chinese intelligence when they already have satellite surveillance facilities? Given the pride they have around the successful launch and use of their Tiangong manned space station, I think their satellite capability is highly advanced. On top of that, if the People's Republic of China is so malicious, then why don't they use surveillance equipment attached to their airliners that overfly the USA? Apparently, they just need a balloon for some reason. And let's just say I'm wrong, and the balloon is for the purposes of Chinese intelligence gathering. The universal outrage about this balloon is still irrational. Why? The United States of America is only too familiar with using balloons for intelligence gathering. They've done it many times. So one who gives it you would think would have the ability to take it. Well, no, not the United States. It's clear to me that this Michigosh is just another example of a Yankee spin cycle. And speaking of Yankee spin cycles, how about this from CNN? They eat ice cream and read Harry Potter. But these North Korean YouTubers are not what they seem. By Jesse Young and Gaywin Bay. This story, if it's even deserving of the term, is about a proud citizen of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea who goes by the screen name of Yumi, with CNN seemingly in shock that a northerner can be happy. The young woman rifles through a fridge full of popsicle, pulling out several to show the camera. This is milk-flavored. The picture is so cute, she says in English, pointing to the cartoon packaging with a smile. This is peach flavor. After finally selecting an ice cream cone, she bites into it, declaring, The biscuit is very delicious. The four-minute video has racked up 41,000 views on YouTube. But this is no ordinary blog. The woman, who calls herself Yumi, lives in North Korea, perhaps the world's most isolated and secretive nation. Her YouTube channel, created last June, is one of several social media accounts that have popped up across the internet in the past year or two in which North Korean residents claim to share their everyday lives. But experts say, not all is as it seems in these videos, and the images contain tell-sale signs that the lives displayed are far from the norm for the impoverished millions under the dictatorship of Kim 
John. Oh, shut up. Just because you're depressed doesn't mean that Yumi needs to be. And since when CNN became the arbiter of one's pride in their country? What are we going to get next? Shock and awe that Australian children aren't riding the kangaroo to school? I suppose we're just going to need to wait and see for the next Yankee spin cycle. And late tonight, the Pentagon saying they now believe there is a second Chinese balloon that is floating over Latin America. Sir Justin Trudeau announced that a U.S. warplane shot down an unidentified object flying in Canadian airspace. The Pentagon has confirmed the United States military has shot down another unidentified object, this time near the Canadian border. It's a fourth object brought down by U.S. fighter jets in just over a week. Oh my, here we go again. You can find more content from RawCart, including our lifestyle interview show, Life Verse with Matt and Sarah, at rawcart.au. You can also find more of RawCart on social media using the handle rawcartau. My name's Reese Jarrett, and remember to stay informed. You can mesmerise a chicken, catch the chook like yeah. that, yeah. with its wings closed, and you put your, your hand on its head, yeah. cover its head up, and go round and round and round <laughs> like that. <laughs> like a washing five, machine. And then just stand it there like that, and release it, and it'll stay there. Right. <laughs> How did you bring it back? Just knock it over. <laughs> <laughs> life Burst with Matt and Sarah, bringing you a dose of daily life on Raw Cut.